Hope you guys enjoyed that intro. Happy Halloween and welcome back to another brand new episode of Sherm in the Booth. I'm, of course, your host, Sherm, and this is episode 30, October 31st, 2017. As always, thanks for tuning in, guys. I greatly appreciate it. Got another awesome episode here for you. Got a bunch of different underground tech house and tech tunes that I've been spinning a lot lately, but I gotta say, highlight of the episode has gotta be the guest mix from my boy Rhythmic. Went over to his apartment, we had an awesome time, got to sit down and get to know him a lot better, and he put together a real spooky mix for you. I know you guys are going to enjoy, so I'll catch up with you in a little bit.
That last track is an absolute banger. Brand new Gorgon City Primal Call, actually the first track off their new record label. Just saw Gorgon City actually this weekend in Chicago at Concord. I don't know if you guys have ever been there before, but I recommend going to see a house show there. The subwoofers are unreal, and Gorgon City absolutely murdered it. I definitely saw some faces there expecting a little bit more of a sing-along set, but I knew they were going to throw down. Hope you guys had a good Halloween weekend too. Now for this episode, guys, I'm actually going to be filling in and out of the interview that I did with Rhythmic last week. Again, really good, guys, so make sure to stay tuned in this full episode and here at the end for his guest mix. I just here ryan ak rhythmic hey you ready how you doing yeah thanks for coming on the show hey thanks for having me i was just telling him guys uh he reached out to me and i was so thankful because it gave me sort of a sense of validity for in the booth so for all those listeners that have been here since the beginning thank you and again thank you to ryan i'm really excited about this man we're sitting in his apartment guys in chicago and it's fucking dope (laughs) i mean seriously like it's such a great view 
Um, just a great environment, really, for a studio. And he's got CDJs here. He's got Hendrix, too, on his alcohol rack. Yeah, got Much respect there. I mean, I walked in and the guy gave me, you know, a beer. So, already a good start. You gotta keep it lubricated. Gotta <laughs> keep the juices flowing. That's right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, let's get things started, man. Where are you originally from? Uh, I'm from the northern suburbs. I wish I could say I'm from downtown Chicago. That's like, okay, yeah. I you appreciate know, your honesty capital, there. But no, northern suburbs. Uh, Chicago's home for me. Yeah. I think I'll always be here. Yeah. As you mentioned, my apartment this is my happy place. Yeah. So I don't see myself going anywhere. I'm a Chicago guy. Yeah. When did you start DJing producing and did one come before the other? Yeah, I started, um, I started DJing about nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And my goal was always to start producing. Okay. But I, I saw DJs kind of... DJing is kind of a great way to get my foot in the door. Yeah. And um, that kind of led from, okay, DJing. Then I started making more simple beats mm-hmm. using machine, that type of thing, the native instrument stuff. And then um, yeah, about three years went by of just DJing, and then I started really getting into production. And um, I think production is just, you know, that's really where I'm very passionate and that's great um it's where the music is yeah yeah i love making the music djing i obviously love yeah i see that almost as a vehicle for the all the music yeah sharing music and sharing my music sure so i think it's a great way to put it i mean obviously the name of the game is production you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and that also i feel like really influences what type of dj you are too yeah i've talked about on the booth in the past before i've I've played lots of different gigs anything from a top 40 show to you know something like annex at 4 a.m right you know what i mean obviously i have my preferences but if it were up to me i'd base it on the type of music that i like to make which is house and techno yeah so i totally feel you on that i think putting it that way in the sense that it is your vehicle i think that couldn't be more true and i think that speaks a lot about again what type of music maker you are yeah and performer too we're going back to back after this so i'm pretty excited about yeah it, guys. me Anyways, too we're gonna got, rock out we're gonna rock out um so you kind of said it already but what got you involved in the music scene as a whole originally uh you know you said you play piano was that kind of mm-hmm. the first start for you then it was and i was maybe six when yeah. i started you know i was smart doing mom the, and dad yeah i was yeah. doing the thing i hated my parents for it you know, you, <laughs> I know. Yeah. you gotta go to piano recitals with like oh, my, my piano teacher is like 85 <laughs> so i'm playing like these classical songs oh my gosh and um yeah that's when i started and hated it at first and the whole time my parents were just saying you know you're really gonna thank us one day for this oh, and God. they could not have been more accurate in so that true. statement so yeah that's when it started um and how old you said six yeah that's yeah, awesome yeah i could not be happier i have that background yeah seriously it's just like you know it i feel like music is just a part of me because i've it's been there my whole life i mean it's music like theory a, even yeah. at the very core of that not just like knowing how to play the music but understanding how keys work and chords work and how the right. layer tracks like I mean, even in the productions that I've heard that you've put out, it's like clear. You know what I mean? Thanks, man. With um, <clears throat> with certain types of producers, it's kind of uh, you kind of tell who has musical background, who's kind of a laptop guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not that there's anything wrong with either, because I yeah. mean, personally, I my parents made me play guitar, mm-hmm. and 
I stopped playing it because of the same reason that you're, <laughs> you, that you were yeah. saying. I don't want to do this. You yeah. know, I'm this is some hippie guy. I'm like 10 years old, and right. damn, my fingers hurt. You know what I mean? Seriously, <laughs> could it be a worse excuse? I can identify that. Exactly, really it couldn't can. be a worse excuse. And then at that time in my life, it's so much different. And here I am now, being like, damn, I really, really wish that I had that experience. Yeah. So that's awesome that you've retained it. And yeah. do you still just play piano for fun as well? No. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie not to you. Not doing the classics? No. That's okay. No, it's just, I don't know why, I, I just don't anymore. Well, um, I mean, geez, like, when you were six years old, there wasn't really guys doing it like they do it now. Right. Like, why you learn a piano? Right. I think right. I might tell my kids, you gotta learn a piano. I you should. To, I need you, you to make really techno, should. yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're gonna be in the studio together I'm 10 be, years down the road. I'm gonna be yeah. a very interesting father. It means to wait a little Musical while. Probably need to let the techno face come <laughs> Just a little bit less. It's never gonna go all the way. Yeah.
something I always like asking guys, especially you produce, are who are your biggest influences and who inspires you? You know, I gotta say, when I first got into the whole uh, dance music scene, I was a lot younger and I was just so wowed by Dead Mouse. Yeah, me too. I think a lot of guys are. Yeah. And for good reason. Absolutely. He is just, uh, his productions are just so crisp and like. It's messed up. It, you know, I was just so inspired by that. And he makes it accessible. Like, yeah. he'll show his studio sessions. And, you know, while my musical tastes have kind of shifted away from that. I still respect him so much. Of course. Production-wise. And I uh, I still learn just watching his stuff. Did you watch his master class? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was groundbreaking, I wouldn't say. But the <laughs> way he does things and, you know, he's just, frankly, he's kind of an asshole. But, he is, yeah. But he's no still doubt. sharing all this stuff. And it's like, it, maybe it's, it's just a facade to stir people up but you never know i mean know. i think it's interesting the relationship he has with eric prince yeah uh who is definitely top three producers and djs for me yeah i just uh, saw them both at um what was that at north coast, uh, north coast. me too yeah, yeah that was awesome dude i got so lucky with the spot i had like i had a really tall friend who was paving the way and then he saw <laughs> like some girl he's just a drunk you know yeah. and it was in one of those parts where it's like the electrical wiring is going underneath uh, and i was and right in the middle i mean you know we're average size guys yeah. we've yeah. been in the crowd and it's like god i wish i had two more inches right. and i had that two inches and i was right in the middle it was awesome to see how they go back to back. But a guy like Eric Prids is not a guy who's so like vocal, uh, even right. in the media, even right. like, I mean, his Twitter is probably the most active thing about him. That's not even crazy. Yeah. But you know that guy is not messing around with people who don't know how to make music. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting how I do think Joel puts out some sort of facade, and I think it is partly who he is. I think he has a lot of pride, but I remember the first time I heard Brazil. Yeah. Was like, yeah. I was with my friend. I mean, I'm trying to remember what grade I was in, but I was like, it was like one of the first electronic songs I had really connected with, I yeah. would say. And I'll yeah. never forget it because the buildup is so long, which is like when you're younger, you don't want that. I want like big drop. I want like rap, you know, chorus, all that type right. of stuff. <laughs> Yet I had the patience or like, it was almost like Joel was like teaching me patience with music. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's like really uh, become a part of who I am, the type of music I like to DJ especially too. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I like long buildups and transitions like that, you know, like mm -hmm. quick stuff. Um, it's just like faded out a little bit for me because you appreciate the music in a different level. Absolutely.
Um, so where do you want to take the rhythmic brand, you know, whether that means musically or as a DJ, you know, locally in the U.S. and internationally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so with the rhythmic brand, um, you know, I really, I really didn't start thinking about it until a couple years ago about how I can really differentiate myself and how I can really um, use this brand to truly make it my own. Yeah. And, you know, my DJ name is kind of a uh, homage to uh, my years as a drummer. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my main instrument. And I've done some shows in the past where I use Ableton Live and I'm running live and I'm running some uh, analog drums and some electronic drums that I play live. And those shows are just so fun. Yeah. And I think it's something that a lot of folks, you know, are out in the audience. They don't really see it that much. No. Um, You see DJs all the time. And frankly, I'm just not, I'm probably not one of the best DJs out there. Sure. You know, I I can hold it down, but (laughs) there's so many good DJs where I know this is someplace that I have a little bit of a different strength. Sure. With the drums. Yeah. And I'm trying to just work that in more and more and having a blast doing it. I mean, listen, man, that's almost like it's almost like long tail marketing, what you're talking about, because in one way or another, as an artist, we are sort of marketing our brand and your music. You know what I mean? So to just be another mashup DJ, Mm -hmm. you know, just to put that for an example, I think it's really interesting how you're limiting your competition with that. And there's not a lot of guys who can incorporate that into their sets in a creative and effective way. Right, Right. You know, and you know what? Those guys who do how much attention, extra attention do they get? You know what I mean? And yeah, that's such a small, it's like, they, not, not like, I mean, A-Track would be an example of that. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. sort of the small subsidiaries, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. So going off that, what would be your perfect set you would play then? My perfect set. I got no club promoter in your ear. I got nobody telling you your set time. This is your freaking moment. This is your set. Okay. Um, well, you know, one of the great things about Ableton Live, I usually just DJ using CDJs, but if I had the freedom to go in, set up, yeah. you know, do a, a sound check, get everything yep. up there working, because <laughs> I, I don't really trust computers live too much. God, I know, I agree. I think we've all been there where yeah. the, you know, I've been DJing with a computer and just kind of craps out <laughs> on you. But if I had the confidence to kind of set it up, use Ableton, have my drums up there and just have like, frankly, like three hours. Yes, baby, that's what I'm talking about. You know, just do it. And it's, I get so much adrenaline where I could play drums for that long. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Ableton makes it that much easier where I'm absolutely still DJing, but it's not like I'm on the CDJs where I'm really riding the beat Right. I'm really having, you know, working on those transitions, keeping it extra tight. Right. The software helps you with it. Absolutely. And, you know, there's no denying that. it That does help you with it. There's no shame in that, though, at the same time. No. And if you can use that to add elements to your show, mm-hmm. I think there's nothing wrong with that. No. So of not. That, you know, that would be really fun for me. Obviously, any two-hour CDJ set peak time that you know maybe maybe right before carl cox oh there it is it finally comes out i see yeah that's awesome that would be great that's awesome but you know 
a lot That's of different cool. routes I could see it going. And what type what type of music would you play within that? Like all genres or keep it house or even I keep it pretty tech house where I don't want anyone if I'm doing the Ableton drumming thing, uh-huh. I don't want anyone to know what the songs are. Yeah, of course. I just want it to be all beats all rhythm i like a lot of like cuban stuff no you got a little richie hotton in you oh okay yeah yeah. big compliment that's what it sounds like man that uh his controller what's it called uh play differently yeah just uh, i don't know what is going on with that i've seen many videos of him and dub fire doing it oh man but i've watched interviews with them and you pretty much took the words out of their mouth without even knowing it dude wow well you really did compliment i mean just like one of the things, uh, I can't remember who was, I think it was Carl Cox who was actually talking about it. He was discussing how Richie, how he plays, you hear bits and pieces of things you think you might know, but then all of a sudden it's gone. Mm-hmm. And it's on to the next part. Right. And he's got four, five, six tracks playing at one time, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. when Richie was explaining it, you know, he's filtering out the claps and he's bringing it back in at a certain time. Some stuff he has looping for 20 minutes. Yeah. Because he brings it in and out. Maybe he uses certain parts as a transition piece solely. Maybe he just has a kick on loop that's for transitions. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Just that sort of creativity, man, that's what makes people come to your shows too. With technology, it's it's endless on what you could possibly do and make happen. It's incredible. Dude, it's absolutely endless. Go get it down.
Guys, sweet at me at Sherman the Booth. I want to know what's the best Halloween costume you've ever wore before. Now, for me, it's been a little while since I've really fucking killed it, but back in eighth grade when VH1 was a thing and the biggest of those things was Flavor of Love, I rocked Flavor Flav for Halloween. It was awesome. And now that I'm thinking back to it, I'm kind of surprised my mom let me do that. Uh, but it was so awesome. I had the Viking horns, I had the big lock, I had gold teeth, I had the rings. I kept walking around saying Flavor Flav to all these old ladies in my neighborhood. They had no idea what the F was going on. Great time. So actually this year, I was one of my favorite DJs, Clapton. And if you're not familiar with Claptone, there's this big golden masquerade max with a top hat and white gloves. I shit you not, I went to the Claptone show actually the previous Sunday and I was walking out of the venue and it was just in the middle of the day. It was just a, you know, easy little darty. And I had people come over me and go, oh my God, it's fucking Claptone. It was insane. I was just like, yeah, of course I'm Claptone. Tweet at me, add Sherman the booth. I want to know though, guys.
This is something that I love asking guys, especially in Chicago, because as we've talked about, we're, we're all going through it in one way or another. What do you think is the biggest barrier to entry for an upcoming DJ producer today? Biggest barrier to entry? Not like, obviously anybody can buy a controller and right. DJ in their room, but I would say sort of getting your name out there, I guess. Yeah. You know? Um, in my mind, and someone told me this when I was starting out, so don't take this as like, oh, you can't overcome this. Yeah. But the market is just so saturated. Yeah, it is, man. You know, everyone's a DJ, mm-hmm. and that's great. If you want to play music and have other people hear your music, that's Went awesome. Went from no one's a DJ to everyone's a DJ, right? right? It did. <laughs> yeah. It did. And... I'm a part of that. I'm a, I'm a DJ, so I'm right. everyone. Right. Um, so I would say just that. How do you set yourself apart when there's so many people there? And I think that's one of the keys to breaking into it. And how do you set yourself apart? Sometimes that just might be being a nice guy and yeah. following up and just being professional. Good salesman. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're a reliable, good guy, people will know that. Yeah. Um, if you're, you know, if you're all about just, we were just talking about this, yeah. if you're all about, you know, trying to get rich or get laid or yeah. what have you, yeah. people will see through that. And, yeah. you know, if you're a guy, a girl coming up and you're in it for the music, I think that'll show. And I don't totally. think that's something you can fake. I think music production is, is a huge aspect of it, too. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you produce tracks that hit hard and people yeah. people play, I mean... If you're even if, if you're even trying to produce, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. trying to learn. Like, mm-hmm. everybody always says smart people ask questions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that, even myself, man, I'm trying every day to get better and better with production. And Absolutely. Like, I have a lot of questions I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right like, I walked in and I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. <laughs> like, this genuine uh, feeling about basically the whole aspect of it. And I mean, dude, if somebody asked me that question, I would say the same thing. It's mm-hmm. oversaturation. Yeah. And it yeah. goes back into what you were saying about even just your example of how you perform live, you know, limiting your competition and stuff right. like that. Right. Because, yeah, like I said before, you know, it kind of is like, a, it's, it's obviously a business and there's a lot of people trying to run their own LLCs in one way or another, yep. you know what I mean? Yep. And everybody's saying the same thing, but it's about who you are as a person.
So, obviously you're from Chicago. Mm -hmm. What's your most favorite and least favorite part about the electronic scene in Chicago? And that could be anything from like what we've talked about, sort of like getting a gig at uh, a club or something like that, or mm -hmm. artists that come into town, you know, like, mm -hmm. obviously that would be the least and favorite parts for me personally, sure. but sure. you know, for you. Um, well, my favorite part is just the access to underground music. Mm -hmm. um, I live a block or two from Spy Bar. Yeah, baby. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not like this big thing where I got to drive an hour, I got to find yeah. a place to park. I, <laughs> what am I going to do know, after the show? How yeah. am I going to get home yeah. safely? <laughs> um, it's like I could just walk over there and see the music I want to see. Mm -hmm. um, Along the same lines, though, I think there's a lot of electronic music in Chicago that is very sceny, if mm -hmm. you will. Yeah, and, of course. Hey, I've been there. I've done that. Yeah. It, there's nothing wrong with that. If yeah. That's what you want to do. <laughs> but it's just not really my cup of tea. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is starting to turn into that because electronic music is so popular yeah, right now. It is. And, you know, the underground quote-unquote underground type music is getting more mainstream it is if more people like it that's awesome yeah the thing i don't like about it is that it's harder for me to easily you know see it and yeah, um you know it's 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 a fine line i guess between popularity and people loving the music and then it getting so popular and people jumping on because they want to go to a club and exactly. look flashy or whatever. Or yeah, yeah, or because that's what they think they're supposed to do. Right. You know. Right. So yeah, I'm not trying to hate on the club scene, but that's no, of course, know. man. I'm right there with you. Like it, it's there's so many pluses and minuses too. Like I mean, I've been to a lot of clubs in Chicago. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of good times. I've had a lot of bad times. Yeah. You know what I mean. So sure. now I make sure I'm going for the right reasons, which is the music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not to take a sick Snapchat of my bottle service. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, exactly what you said. Do your yeah. thing. I'm not going to hate on anybody. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. when it comes to the good and bad things about Chicago, I've, I've learned that I need to make sure what I'm doing is for the right reason. Yeah. You know what definitely. I mean? All right, guys. So a little bit left to interview of Rhythmic, but right now is his guest mix for Sherm in the booth. You want to make sure to stay tuned in for this whole one, guys. It is an absolute fire. Enjoy.
What does the next six months like look like for you? Uh, I'm really looking forward to the next six months. Yeah? Uh, winter is coming, oh. as they say. <laughs> and that just means production for me. Absolutely. I, you know, I love summer, but it's I almost feel guilty when I'm sitting inside producing. <laughs> Couldn't so agree. Like, I, I should go outside. Yeah, and you're looking out here too like, oh, wow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But winter <laughs> is almost upon us. It's going to be dark. It's going to be cold. I'm not going to feel too bad about just staying in, locking myself in the studio. Right. Which is pretty, I got to say, it's my favorite part of music. Yeah. I, I don't know why. I just love it. I get lost in it. Yeah. Uh, I'll look at my watch and it's been like four hours. Yeah. So that's what the next half a year is looking like for me. Awesome. Um, Any releases planned right now? Uh, yeah. I saw I some actually, teasers on your SoundCloud I saw, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I actually have... Um, one coming out this Friday. Awesome. Yeah, it's on uh, the Invaded label. It's a new techno label in Chicago. Okay. And it's run by, I don't know if you've heard of this guy. His name's Twitch and Scratch. Yeah, I have, man. Yeah, he I've runs, seen him on a lot of lineups before. He is incredible. Yeah? He just is an incredible DJ, incredible producer. So it's his techno label. Cool. Um, so I've got a track coming out on that label Friday. It's called Prepare for Takeoff. Yeah, check that's it a out. Great name. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. If you can uh, imagine what that name describes. I hear a really it's... sick riser in the back. Yeah, My a lot of risers. <laughs> a lot of risers. Um, awesome. So yeah, I've got some lined up. Uh, I'm just constantly sending them out uh, to different labels. Yeah. I uh, just had one come out on uh, this label. It's called Merc City Demos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they do a little more G house thing, which nice. I'm not. I don't make too much of that, but I had one in my head that just had to come out. Dude, get and, it out. And it, it came out, and it turned out really well. That's awesome. Um, so I'm just hoping more of the same. Sure, of course. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you on your releases. Oh, thanks, guys. Make sure to keep up with him on all social media. Obviously, prepare for takeoff. That's it. That prepare sounds great. Takeoff. I'm definitely gonna start dropping that. I don't even. Yeah. Need, I don't even need to hear it. I drop it anywhere I'm going, man. That's awesome. All right, guys, let's get back into the mix with Rhythmic.
All right, guys, that does it for episode 30 of Sherm in the Booth. Again, happy Halloween to everyone, and another massive shout-out to my boy Ryan, a.k.a. Rhythmic, for coming on the show. What an amazing guest mix for Halloween. Seriously, fit the mood so well. That was some really dark shit. Gave me the chills. Absolutely loved it. Guys, on a real note, make sure to keep up with him on all social media. I got a good feeling about this guy's future. He is an incredible producer. Already a ton of releases out on Beatport. Make sure to keep up with him on all social media, and I'll catch up with you in two weeks.